Hello and welcome to another episode of Rando Rob. My name is Rob and on Rando Rob, I, Rob, I already established who I am. <laughs> you know who I am. Uh, pick random items from around my room, various uh, pieces of my collection, and I share them with you on this show. If you want to listen to this podcast, you can go over to podcast.roboharan.com. Uh, you can go to uh, Apple Podcasts and search for a show called Rando Rob, two words, or you can go to YouTube and you can not only listen, but watch these episodes as well. You can see the YouTube videos and see the items that I actually bring. Just go to youtube.com forward slash Rob O'Hara. There's actually even a little playlist that has all the Rando Robs all grouped together. And you can go through. This is number, uh, I believe, 102. So there's a lot of Rando items that we have talked about on Rando Rob. Now, uh, this week I have brought two items. These are items that I came into possession, oh, five years ago, let's say, uh, give or take. Uh, I had a friend who was uh, a local uh, arcade cabinet dealer, and he uh, bought and sold and restored and fixed arcade machines. And I bought several of the machines that I owned from him, and I sold some of the machines when I got rid of mine to him. Uh, so I did lots of uh, buying and selling with this guy. Uh, but he also opened a local retro-themed arcade. When I mean local, right here in, in Oklahoma. And uh, I went to it several times. It moved locations. I went to the new location several times. Um, I just thought, what a neat thing to support. What a, what a neat... Uh, anybody that has that dream of opening a retro arcade, I just think it's such a neat thing. And um, I, I've said this before on other podcasts, other shows, but I will say this again. If you are a fan of retro arcade games and there is a retro arcade uh, anywhere near you, you should go there and you should spend some money. Uh, it's very, I find it easy to uh, fall in love with these places. And I love the idea of uh, retro arcade being around and retro, retro arcade machines. Uh, and I tell people about them and I enjoy that they exist, but then I don't go there very often, you know, and these places can only stay open if we go there, uh, and spend our money, you know, buy a Coke or some popcorn or whatever they happen to have buy a snack, you know, spend some money at their gift shop or something. And, and definitely, you know, if it's an admission to go in, I, I've, uh, I have a, a friend that uh, uh, runs the uh, retro, the uh, Arcadia Retrocade in um, Arkansas. And every time I go, he tries to let me in for free. And every time I go, I insist on paying the admission fee because I want that place to stay open. You know, so anyway, my little soapbox. Um, but if you have a retro arcade anywhere near you and you like there being retro arcades, um, then definitely go support those places. So anyway, uh, uh, we, uh, me and this guy had another mutual friend uh, named Drew, who I have mentioned before. Drew uh, is a uh, young man that lives uh, nearby me as well. He's into a lot of the same things that uh, I'm into. 
He's into arcade stuff. He's into old, you know, vintage computers. Uh, he, he does lots of, of neat things. And apparently he had access uh, or has or had, I'm not really sure the, the backstory of these, uh, to a metal um, CNC cutting machine. And so he had cut out some decorations to hang in uh, my other friend's arcade. And he had cut some extra ones and offered them to me. And so that is where I got these two items. I'm going to show you the back of what it looked like first, the back. So these are metal cut out space invaders. And you can see uh, one side was almost like a, um, a silver kind of color, but they are definitely metal. And then the other side was a darker color metal. But what I did was use spray paint and I spray painted them bright colors, uh, reminiscent of the original colors. Uh, these were just spray paint colors that I had on hand. But as you can see, so this is one of the enemies from Space Invaders. It is, uh, if you're not watching the video, I would say it is probably six inches by eight inches. Uh, I've also learned the hard way that the metal corners on this are extremely sharp and the edges are a little sharp. I have, um, I haven't cut myself bad on these before, but they will definitely poke you. <laughs> um, and, uh, I don't, this is, uh, I don't know how thick this metal is. Eighth inch, maybe, um, that seems about right. Uh, I definitely don't feel like, uh, I could bend this with my hand. Um, if I knock on it. Uh, next to the microphone, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> In case you're wondering what that might sound like if I knocked on one of these. Uh, so this is uh, one of the enemies from Space Invaders. And let me get the other one. Uh, and so one I painted this, uh, you know, a, a traditional yellow color. And then I had this um, like a aqua uh, spray paint color, a, a very, very light turquoise. It is more aqua, I would say, kind of a very, very light bluish green kind of color. And um, it is not quite, you know, originally I was going to paint them uh, like the, the green that would appear in the CRC or CRC, the CRT monitor, but I thought uh, they looked a little bit more kind of cool 80s uh, in these colors. So uh, these two space evaders, and again, uh, I mean, these are, are solid uh, metal. I don't, I honestly don't think I, that I, if I held them in my hand, I could bend them in half. I don't, I don't think I could bend them in any way. Um, they're, they're pretty solid. Um, I have these, uh, what I did out in my workshop, I have these hanging, I have a wall in my workshop. Um, only one of the four walls in my workshop has drywall and the other three have spray in foam insulation, which is very, very good at insulating the temperature of that building, but very inconvenient when it comes to hanging things or attaching things to a wall. Uh, so one of the four walls is drywalled, and that's the one that I have posters stuck to and a few things hanging on, and that's where these uh, space invaders live. And so what I did was out there in the building, I have a, uh, here I'm doing, I'm posing for my thumbnail now where I go, oh, and I look, crazily through the in between the two uh, uh space invaders but what i did was i um just put two different screws 
in the wall and then uh, I didn't screw them in all the way to the wall so there's a little bit of a lip left of the screw and then I could just kind of hang these um, at different angles on those screws so they kind of sit little catty wampus uh, on the wall like that so um, you know I if you're not familiar with Space Invaders when well, that seems like a ridiculous sentence um, Space Invaders was released in 1978 uh, in arcades. Uh, I never can remember the actual company that made it. Uh, I could probably look that up here while I'm sitting here. But um, uh, it says it was developed by Tomohiro Nishikado. Um, but it was, uh, as most of us know, it was built and then um, distributed in Japan by Taito. Uh, and licensed to um, Midway uh, for distribution in other countries, including the United States. So uh, it's definitely one of those games. Now I think I more associate with Taito, but um, uh, back then you would have seen it and for uh, you would have seen it associated with Bally uh, or Midway. It is. Um, I'm looking at the Wikipedia article here. It says that it is considered to be. Uh, one of the most influential video games of all time and that it ushered in the golden age of arcade video games, which is definitely true. That would be 1978. I was five years old. Uh, I remember seeing Space Invaders and then suddenly Asteroids and then um, pretty soon, you know, Donkey Kong and and then uh, things just kind of took off, you know. Um, But lots of... uh, uh, space invader stuff at that time, uh, you would see, you know, not, not a lot of merchandise, I don't think, but, uh, you know, I remember going into places and seeing multiple space invaders machines, which was kind of a weird, weird thought now, you know, I mean, it happened again with Pac-Man, you would go into places and they would have multiple Pac-Man arcade machines, but space invaders, um, was, was like that. So my memories aren't as much of space invaders, in 1978, uh, moving into arcades and starting arcades, uh, my memory is more from 1980 when Space Invaders was released for the Atari 2600. Uh, Space Invaders is considered to be uh, what they call a killer app for the Atari 2600 or the Atari VCS. Uh, I have read that sales of the Atari VCS quadrupled uh, when they released Space Invaders, so um, and, uh, as I have, uh, notoriously, uh, uh, told and, and recalled that my dad actually let me skip school. And I believe this might be the only time in my entire, uh, school career that he let us, uh, let me skip school. And he and I went to Toys R Us and bought Space Invaders <laughs> the day it came out or, you know, that week or whatever. And when we got home and plugged it in, it was bowling. Um, and so we had to take it back and exchange it. And I've never fully understand how that happened. Um, I mean, it was a brand new game and it was a brand new thing. So maybe someone else had already bought it and then switched out the chip or something and then returned it. I, I mean, or the board, would that be possible or did it get, doesn't seem like it could get switched at the um, manufacturing plant, plant, but maybe someone did the same thing. Maybe somebody, a dishonest employee swapped it out. I really don't know how it happened. Um, but in retrospect, I would love to have kept that one. <laughs> the space invaders that had bowling inside. It just seems to be a little bit more, um, a unique of an item to own, but 
We did take it back and, and go back and, and exchange that and get our own copy of Space Invaders. So, uh, played it in the arcade, played it on the Atari, played it on the Commodore, played it on the Apple. There was a million, you know, ripoffs and clones of it on computers, uh, for years and years. And of course, uh, that led us to, you know, uh, you know, space invaders seemed amazing. And then all of a sudden there was Galaxian, which was like space invaders, but better. And then there was Galaga, which was like Galaxian, but better, you know, and so on and so forth. And then now we have an entire genre of, um, vertical shooters, you know, uh, but, but this is kind of what it all traces back to. So, uh, I don't have a lot of arcade, um, items on display. I have a stack of arcade marquees and I may show off some of those at some point in time, but I've, I've never, uh, had a good way to display them. So, uh, they're, they're just sitting in a stack out in a workshop right now, which is no good because, you know, you can't really enjoy them like that. But, um, um, but these space invaders, if you're looking at them again on the video, I see every day, every day when I go out to the workshop, these guys are hanging up. Uh, and, uh, in fact, they're right below the clock that I have in my workshop. So every time I look to see what time it is. I can say, hey, it's Space Invaders time <laughs> because I see these guys floating on the wall reminding us that uh, if aliens do ever come to, to uh, uh, the Earth, it probably won't be good news for us. <laughs> so anyway, um, I've got some back episodes of Rando Rob that I need to uh, edit and get uploaded as well. So you should see. Uh, some other episodes showing up on YouTube and in the podcast stream as well. Um, we I just released an episode of You Don't Know Flack a couple of days ago. On that episode, I talked about Ecoder Ring, which is a program I wrote a long time ago to uh, send and receive encrypted messages that started off as a kind of a fun toy in a programming experiment. And actually, I ended up creating something that sends essentially unbreakable uh, encryption messages or encrypted messages. So if you want to hear about, uh, the, uh, evolution of that program and how it came about, uh, go check out the latest episode of you don't know flack. I will have a new episode of Sprite castle probably next week. And don't forget if you're watching or listening to this, that I stream on Twitch on Wednesday nights at seven o'clock central time. And that is at twitch.tv forward slash Rob O'Hara. So, uh, thanks as always, for showing up to uh, another episode of Randall Rob. Enjoy your space invaders uh, and having your space invaded by me. Uh, and I will uh, be talking to you all soon. Thanks, everyone.